Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy-Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. To keep a commercial truck operating at peak efficiency, one of our integral systems that we have to think about is a turbocharger. In this episode, we're going to talk about what keeps a turbocharger working at peak efficiency. We're going to gain a deeper understanding of what causes turbochargers to fail. Our guest in this episode is Brad Moss, who is a product manager at BBB Industries. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So our listeners work in the heavy-duty truck industry, and they either sell or they install the parts that we're going to talk about today. So what are the three most important things we need to know about turbos? Sure, yeah. You know, most people think, uh, when they think about turbochargers, they think, as Ricky Bobby would say, they make you go fast. And they do, which is great. However, the cool thing is they take wasted energy, exhaust gas, and they turn that into power output by forcing extra compressed air into the engine. And this helps not only with power, but also fuel economy. Turbochargers improve fuel efficiency on diesel engines by as much as 40%. And to achieve this, turbochargers, they're they're a precision part. The wheels on a turbocharger spin at up to 150,000 rotations per minute. It's a lot, and that's 30 times faster than the rotation of most engines. The clearance between the wheels and the housings on a turbo, if you've ever looked at one, it's 10 to 15 thousandths of an inch, which is uh, roughly three sheets of copy paper, very, very thin. And knowing that you're purchasing a quality turbocharger that's been balanced at engine operating speeds will give you some level of comfort that the product is going to last a long time. You know, turbochargers are designed to last the life of the engine. Uh, However, improper maintenance and care can and probably will cause an early failure. So earlier in my career, I worked in a reman shop. And uh, as a machinist, we had a tolerance because the tolerances weren't that tight. So we had a plus minus of, I think it was like 0.05. What is the plus minus tolerances on turbos if there's that small of a gap between the housing and the spinning parts? Yeah, yeah. No, it's you're right. It's about, uh, you know, plus three to five, somewhere around there. Okay. Okay. So that, that standard machining tolerance still stands up in that environment. Yep. Absolutely. That's interesting. So what can a fleet or independent repair shop that's doing the repairs, what can they do to ensure that the turbos on the trucks, you know, the trucks that they're responsible for maintaining operate at peak efficiency? You know, as I mentioned earlier, because turbos are designed to last the life of the engine, It's important to maintain uh, your trucks and and make sure that you service your vehicles at the recommended manufacturer's frequency. They can educate truck owners, tell them about letting the engine idle before shutting off the truck. 
uh, a turbocharger rides on a thin film of oil between the shaft and the bearings. And I'll show this cutaway here. You can see this is the turbo, uh, the turbine shaft. Between the shaft and the bearings, there's actually a thin film of oil that that shaft is riding on. And uh, it's important that the turbocharger is properly lubricated. And when you turn the engine off after a hard run, if you've been uh, you know, riding for a long time and you shut the engine off, it cuts that oil off from the turbocharger. And what can happen is the oil can heat up and solidify and basically cause oil deposits. This is generally called oil coking in the industry, but it's easily preventable. Wait two minutes at idle before shutting your engine off you know, turn on that favorite song, maybe look around and clean up the cab, uh, maybe check some text messages and then shut the cab off. Uh, and, and, you know, turbochargers are also water-cooled and some of them are less likely to have this problem, but it's a good practice just to wait that two minutes before shutting down. And, you know, if there's been a failure, figure out why the turbocharger failed in the first place. Often turbochargers become an extremely expensive filter. Uh, and, and they're caused by other engine-related issues. You know, you have that failure, you think it's the turbocharger, but it's not the turbocharger that caused the turbo to fail. There was something else in the engine that caused that. So we include a troubleshooting matrix in every box that you can look at, and it'll tell you what other areas of the vehicle you might want to look at uh, before you replace your turbo. And then finally, when you replace your turbocharger, there's a few things you need to be thinking about. Always change the oil, change your oil filter, uh, your air filter, clean the oil feed lines and drain tubes, and pre-lubricate your turbo during the install. I love the fact, I forgot to mention earlier, that you threw in that Ricky Bobby reference. Yeah, you know, and, Yeah, right away I'm thinking, man, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> that's great. So um, back to the subject at hand, when we think about turbos, we what I'm hearing you describe is that they're part of a much bigger system and turbos themselves. Typically there's not a lot of reason why a turbo would fail just on its own. It seems to be that it's related to other parts of the system. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we can talk about uh, some common failures of turbos, which will lead you into what can cause that foreign object damage on a turbocharger. It's basically any foreign material from the, the engine that can cause chipping or pitting to, uh, to a shaft. And I know for our audio listeners, this isn't going to be too fun, but I do have a, a shaft here with foreign object damage that we can look at. And you can see that chipping and pitting on the wheel that has been caused from really anything. It could be broken engine components like valves, damaged pistons, injector tips maybe cracked particles from hoses or faulty air filters that can suck into the air intake. And believe it or not, uh, it could be bolts or nuts or even rags that are left in there in the intake pipe during servicing. And along with that chipping or pitting, you know, most likely you're going to hear a much noisier turbocharger than what you're used to hearing. As I mentioned earlier, with, with turbochargers being a precision part, that chipping or pitting at the worst case can cause an imbalance and ultimately some catastrophic failure, or at the very least, a loss of power and performance. Uh, and then the second most common failure that you can have is caused from a failure to pre-lubricate your turbocharger, a lack of lubrication. And it can happen from not pre-lubricating your turbocharger during an install 
or after you've installed it, if you've got a blocked oil feed line, that can cause that problem as well. Some installers will even use a silicone on the oil gasket, thinking they're going to do a good thing. And that silicone can break loose and block or restrict the oil flow, starving that turbo of oil. What's interesting about turbos is because they rotate at such a, such a high rotation per minute, starving a turbo of oil for five seconds is like starving an engine of oil for five minutes. It's catastrophic. So you think about that for a second. You starve an engine of oil for five minutes, it's gone, it's dead. And when we perform a failure analysis on a turbo, it's very easy to see when there's been a lubrication issue. The shaft will always be discolored. And I, I've got one here that we can look at um, and I'll describe it for the audio listeners. So you can see on this shaft right here, it's kind of copper there on, the, on this side right here and on this side right here. And it's where the shaft has made contact with the bearings from having a lack of lubrication in that turbocharger. So don't use silicone on oil gaskets. Always make sure that you pre-lubricate your turbocharger and make sure those oil feed lines aren't blocked or damaged. And then the third most common failure that you'll see in turbochargers is oil contamination. We've talked a lot about oil so far, and, and I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. Uh, with oil contamination, that shaft, as I talked about, is riding on a very thin film of oil. And contaminated oil can cause scoring on the bearings that that shaft is riding on, on that oil. And this contamination can happen from poor quality oil filters, you know, uh, an air filter that's damaged, high carbon buildup in the engine can cause this. So make sure always that you use new oil recommended by the manufacturer. Uh, you know, sometimes oil that contains detergents, if you don't change it at the proper intervals, it can cause, it, it can become an abrasive and cause damage. But one quick check you can do is uh, check your oil for a fuel smell. If there's a fuel smell, you know it's contaminated. And also look uh, and, you know, feel it to uh, see if there's any particulates in the oil. So if you, if you change your oil at the proper recommended intervals, use new oil, new oil filters, you're going to reduce that risk. To prevent all these failures, we include that diagnostic matrix in the box I talked about earlier, and uh, also proper installations, which draws awareness to these sort of risks. And I'm glad that you're talking lots because uh, it, that's why we bring on guests who have that subject matter expertise. So uh, if I was talking all the time, then that'd be a big problem. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Brad Moss, who's a product manager at BBB Industries. Now, it's time for a little more turbo talk. I think from the angle that we're going to kind of go forward here, we always talk about trying to lower costs per mile for fleets. And if you're responsible for maintaining the, the fleet, then you, you want to think about that. And obviously, the ownership of the fleet benefits from that. But if you're trying to sell products, there's also the discussion that has to happen with the customer to help them to understand how one part over another is actually going to contribute to lowering costs per mile. So I'm really looking forward to getting into like the economic impact of making the right decision versus a decision that's going to cost a lot more later. So how do we sell high quality turbos at a higher purchase price to someone who, you know, is struggling to understand the value? Sure. Well, you know, the average cost of a turbocharger replacement is $560 to $800 in labor, you know, varying on labor rate and, and things like that. But plus the cost of the part, which can be anywhere from $500 or six dollars to $10,000 with like a Cummins ISX turbo um, at the OE dealership. So, you know, this is a job you only want to complete one time. 
saving money on a lower quality turbocharger will in the short term help the wallet, but in the long term, it's going to hurt you in downtime and additional possible replacements you're going to have to deal with. So purchasing a high quality turbocharger will assure that you stay on the road at, at maximum performance. The cost of downtime is not worth the upfront savings that you're going to get on a low quality turbo. Uh, you know, there is an alternative, though, to high-priced OE new turbochargers that does maintain the, the quality standards that you should be looking for, and that's remanufactured turbochargers. Uh, on average, you can save up to 60% over a new OE turbocharger while getting a few benefits that remanufactured turbochargers offer that new ones don't. Uh, I know for our OE Turbo Power remanufactured turbochargers, they meet or exceed those OE specifications that you can expect in the OE uh, product. And in Reman, we see the manufacturing defects that cause failures because we see it in the, in the broken parts that come back, what we call core. And, and often we can see that and make changes or modify certain aspects of the design to reinforce or even improve the product. So that's kind of a benefit of remanufactured turbochargers. We also inspect every single component to make sure that it exceeds OE specifications. And this is different from new manufacturer products because in the new manufacturing process, often they test things in batches. So when they're manufacturing, you know, 500 or 600 or 1,000 of these at once, they're pulling one off the line in batches to check it versus remanufacturing where we're checking every single one of the components and the finished goods. So it's a different thing with remanufactured. Every single turbocharger is balanced at the component level, at the full assembly level, at engine operating speeds, and that's different from, from new. So if you're looking for a lower cost alternative without compromising that quality level, quality remanufactured turbocharger can get you there. As I mentioned, a former remanufacturer of pneumatic controls, we've had other remanufacturers of different parts on the podcast in the past. This is a common theme. A properly run remanufacturing facility is not just rebuilding what the OE built. It's not just transforming a core back into a usable part. It is actually a manufacturing process. And this is a common theme where reman facilities are able to see the common causes of failure and make adjustments to actually improve. So when you hear someone say, we manufacture up to and sometimes we exceed OEM specifications. That's really what you're talking about. Yeah, we have a high-speed balancer that uh, we cut the OE tolerances in half on that balancer. And so in remanufacturing, there, there's a huge difference between rebuilding and remanufacturing. You're absolutely correct. Rebuilding, they're replacing what's, what's bad. And remanufacturing, our industry calls it manufacturing again because we're taking that broken component as our raw material, completely disassembling it, replacing many of the 100% consumable parts, only reusing what is remanufacturable back to the OE standards or better, and replacing anything else. So it's, it's definitely a way for you to get a lower cost product without compromising the integrity of what you're trying to achieve through high quality products. So We've talked a lot about the causes of failure and how to properly maintain the system. And we're talking now about the way of helping consumers save some money on a remand product that is really manufactured to OE specs or greater, and therefore it isn't impacting the cost per mile or the total cost of ownership. When someone calls in and says, you know, I, I bought one of your turbos and we had a failure, 
What are some of the things the parts people could ask? What kind of questions could they ask to help understand what happened there? Because I know from being in parts for years, it can be a real challenging thing. Like I remember we used to remanufacture air compressors while we worked with a company that did. And there was all kinds of reasons why an air compressor would fail that had nothing to do with the quality of the part itself. I know we're kind of going away from our outline a little bit here, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, the diagnostic matrix, we've talked about it a few different times. That is key, and that's available on our website uh, at bbbindustries.com, uh, bbbimd.com is the website. But commonly, you can know what uh, caused the failure on, a, on an engine by looking at the tailpipe. Black smoke tells a story, a story. Blue smoke tells a story. White smoke tells a story. So asking some key questions, uh, you know, symptoms, what are the symptoms of what caused the failure, what led up to the failure? can often help us determine what exactly is causing the turbocharger issue. And I think this is an important skill set that parts people and repair people need to develop when diagnosing these issues, because you're not helping the customer if you just supply them with another part, because you potentially are setting them up for further failure, further downtime issues, higher costs. That's not good for the customer. And if you're looking for a way to differentiate yourself in the marketplace, you know, it's very difficult to do that with products sometimes, but you can definitely do it with this kind of expertise and service. Yeah, I can't tell you the amount of times where I've spoken to a customer and maybe they've had multiple failures. And I ask the simple question, why did the original turbocharger fail? And they talk to their customer and the answer is exactly why the second and third turbocharger failed, because they didn't fix the root problem. Uh, they continue to have a failure. And it wasn't a manufacturer defect. When we do the analysis, you know, everything is manufactured or remanufactured to the specific tolerances they should be. But finding out the original source of the problem and fixing the, the overall root problem will uh, make that replacement a one-time replacement instead of a three-time replacement. If there's one thing you want people to take away from today's conversation, Brad, what's that one thing? You know, turbochargers have become an essential part to keeping trucks on the road. And OE Turbo Power turbochargers are a brand that you can trust to keep them there. As an OE integrated remanufacturer, you know, we're required to meet the high standards that the OE manufacturers expect. And this means that we pride ourselves on supplier selection and quality components and that critical components that, that we include in our turbos. And we set the expectation of, of meeting or exceeding original specifications in our remanufacturing processes. We test, we validate at the component level all the way up to the complete unit. BBB Industries, they started out life as a family-owned business. And at the heart of what we do, we care about people first and foremost. We know that these turbochargers are going on trucks that carry food to stores. They carry kids to school and buses. They're in the fire trucks and ambulances serving our communities. They're in the construction and agricultural equipment that build our towns and feed our families. You know, we will not compromise our integrity with poor workmanship or quality. And, and quality products are at the foundation of what have made us, us successful uh, up to this point. And that level of care is built into every single one of our products. You know, and that's why we remanufacture products in the first place. Uh, remanufacturing creates a circular economy where discarded, broken products can be given new life, manufactured again, as we said earlier, and, and kept out of the landfill. So 
you know, I, I just want everyone to know that uh, if you choose OE Turbo Power Turbochargers, it is a brand that you can trust and we'll keep you on the road. That's, that's my promise. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Brad Moss, who's a product manager at BBB Industries. To learn more about their company, go to BBBIND.com. Brad, thank you for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and I just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and... Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.